Welcome to the Rooted Woman Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about instinctual, sovereign womanhood and motherhood. I'm your host, Bethany Wild. I'm a mother, author, womb pelvic healing guide, and support those along the motherhood continuum. You can find my womb massage and scar tissue healing workshops, pelvic care training, and more at bethanywild.com. And now for the show. Hello, women. Today, I'm going to be talking about the regenerative nature of motherhood. And this is a huge topic. It's something that is so deeply close to my heart, something that I've unpacked in various ways and levels over the last few years. And there's just really so many aspects of it. There's this scientific piece, which I think is definitely an interesting piece that I'm going to bring in as to some of the explanation to why pregnancy, birth, motherhood is such a transformative time in our lives. And then there are all these other aspects of energetic and spiritual and relational. And I'm definitely going to talk about, um, all of that in this episode. I know that there's so much that I'm going to leave out. I know I'm going to end this episode and wish that I had talked about one thing or another, but I'm just going to let that go and just speak from the heart on what I feel, what I've seen. And I think this is a very inspiring topic to so many of us who have both walked this path and those of us who long to walk this path and long for that transformation because that was my experience i knew that pregnancy and and bringing in life and mothering that life would transform my life and i didn't fully know what that would look like um but i just knew that it would transform me and i and i longed for that i wanted to let go of the person i was and move into this new stage and there's just so many expansive ways that we do change and I think looking at it from this lens of regeneration is so fascinating and so beautiful so there's so many places to go here I'm gonna start first with this kind of cultural narrative that maidenhood, this time before motherhood, this time when we're young um, and youthful, there's this narrative that that is our peak time. And there's a lot of ways that biologically this might seem to be true. I guess I don't, I'm not really interested in the conversation of like, what is the best time in our lives? Because that, that changes so much for each person in their different seasons of different peaks and and valleys and highs and lows. But more, I want to talk about how there is this cultural narrative that, you know, yeah, maidenhood is our peak, that pregnancy will, quote, ruin us and deplete us. And this is such a toxic perspective to take, it's something that so many of us internalize and 
can be the reason why so many of us shun motherhood as an option for us because we fear what may become of us. And I have found the complete opposite to be true, that motherhood can be the most self-actualizing and powerful um, time of our lives and birth, the most powerful moment of our lives, this absolute peak time, if we're going to talk about peak times. Um, So that is just one of the many toxic poisons that we are fed from the mainstream about so many things. And that's one of the first things that we want to rid ourselves of, in my opinion, if we want to connect deeper into our womanhood and revere our bodies and the gifts that we are given through just being born a woman. Because if we're going to shun this crucial aspect of womanhood, we are really denying ourselves the full power of, of our birthright. Um, and I am not someone who thinks that everyone should be or, or that everyone should be mothers. I don't think that's a current calling for a lot of women. Um, but I want to shift this narrative that it is a time of, um, like ruining and depletion. So I do kind of see it in a little bit of a balanced way. So it can be depleting, but there's also this dual nature of excess of this is where we move into regeneration. It's like how we, um, we lose so much blood after birth. You could see that as depleting, or you can also realize that during pregnancy, our blood volume increases by at least 50%. So we do have that blood to lose. It's both at the same time. So what other aspects of our capacity do we build and expand in order to shed? It's a cyclical process of building, 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 releasing, releasing, releasing. And if you are a mother, you know how much this shows up in motherhood. We build extreme capacities for emotion, for sleep deprivation, for... um, just everything. And we let go, we let go, we let go all the time. Um, so yes, motherhood is depleting if we're not paying attention to the very real reality that we need to have an overflowing cup. This is the time where um, we can't not just start from a malnourished state, but um, let me say that differently. (laughs) It's not good to start from a malnourished state. And it's also not good to start from just an even balanced state. I think it's really important that we start from a cup that is overflowing because we are going to need to give out so much more than ever before. Um, And at the same time, if a woman does start from just an average state or slightly malnourished. And I think there's some aspects of just modern living that we probably are starting from a malnourished state to some extent. Um, I still feel like there is 
there is still potential for regeneration because creating life is literally regeneration and transformation and alchemy. It is tapping into life force itself, which is beyond the body, which is um, otherworldly. We're tapping into cosmic divine energy, which is beyond human energy. And although we are drawing on the reserves of the body, there is also a channel to the divine that feeds the pregnancy itself. Um. So, you know, in a sense, we are ruined after childbirth because our old self is ruined. We cannot go back and retrieve her again. We have to grieve the loss of the old self, what she means to us. And this is something that we do over and over again. It's not just once. It's it's especially in these modern times where we're very much used to our freedoms. Um, we, this is a beautifully unique time for women where we have so much freedom. And I think it is equally hard to shift and open to allow for something different. So over and over, we grieve the loss of the old self. We transform, we expand, we let go, we release until we finally can reclaim that mother priestess and also integrate the maiden energy into the arms of the mother. We, we can't let the maiden go. Um, there's so much, there's so much that can be spoken and so much that is unspoken. And there are threads that, um, you know, tie each woman together in, in this experience and then there are other things that are unique to each woman and what she goes through and what she needs to learn what deeper healing she needs to go through um but if there can be one central theme here is that pregnancy birth motherhood is regenerative it is transformative and we will be rewoven into something new. I think what's what's key here is that things are actually more plastic during this time. And I'm going to use that word a lot. It's a word that is used. You might have heard um, like neuroplasticity. It's this potential for things to be more moldable, um, more changeable. And so what is the potential when things are more plastic and more changeable in the body during this time? It's, there's this greater opening. So with a great opening comes greater possibility than ever before. And I see it as this blueprint of plasticity and motherhood. It's this opportunity for elevation you know, even when there is birth injury or trauma or when deeper healing is needed after birth, um, healing is then this, this heroine's journey into, into maturity. It's, it's a potential because on the other side of healing, and I've witnessed this many times in the women that 
I work with and and that I walk with during the postpartum time when it can be so dark for those who have been through um through through birth trauma or or postpartum trauma, you know, not receiving the support that is their their birthright. But on the other side of this lies more vibrancy. And it's truly a soul's call to come home to prioritize the mother to prioritize the self um, so there's so many opportunities if we can hear that call no matter what we've been through so pregnancy postpartum they are highly regenerative plastic times tissues joints nervous system pelvis which is the center of our gravity our our physical energy our jing our power center as women um it's the 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 internal organs the psyche the heart the energetic field all of these structures will open and soften during this time and then in the postpartum they must find their way anew once we have passed through this portal so it is a very sensitive very important time in a woman's life to bring in what she desires to to be birthed within her so I want to talk about all these different aspects um, and I'll start with the physical because there it's it's quite interesting so I am someone who really appreciates the weaving together of of all the things the spiritual the scientific the physical the energetic emotional all of these things um I really appreciate all of these different perspectives and then weaving them together to validate all the rest so I've done some research into the actual physical changes in the brain and in the body and it's a really interesting line of research unfortunately um, when you start to get into regenerative biology and medicine you start to get into this darker side of science Um, so on online on my instagram i'll i'll link this but i i posted maybe last year or two about the um the placenta industry and how most of the placentas in the hospital that are taken away um, are used for medical research, for stem cell research. And so a lot of this science does come from the interest in these magical healing tissues that come from pregnancy. And of course, I see that... um, the magical healing potential of each pregnancy belongs to that mother and that baby. It is their birthright. So this is why I see this industry as this perverse stealing, siphoning of these magical tissues um, for science, for the use of others, for longevity research, for healing of diseases and um, other physical issues. So these come from the tissues of pregnancy, mostly the embryos, amniotic fluid, cord blood, placental tissue. Um, 
So that's where this research comes from, unfortunately, when we start to learn about the fetal cells. Um, so that's just one aspect of something I'll talk about. Um, I think one of the most beautiful things, and this is something that is really a bomb to women who have gone through pregnancy loss at any gestation, um, if they have held a pregnancy in their body for any length of time, they have fetal stem cells um, that will live within them forever. They've been found in um, the cadavers, the dead bodies of women in their brains and their lungs, these fetal cells of pregnancies that they've carried. So I think one of them, they knew it was a fetal cell because it was in uh, like an XY chromosome. So it was a male and she was a woman and she wouldn't have had that in her body um, otherwise, but she had carried a son. So that gave me a a lot of comfort to know that the pregnancies that I've had that I haven't carried to term, that they live on within me um, for the rest of my life. And they do, of course, on a heart-soul level, but to know that those cells are still living in my body, that, um, that just gives me so much love and comfort. So, um, during pregnancy, it's so interesting because they've found that these fetal stem cells, they circulate throughout the mother and have this incredible quality of regenerating and healing tissue. And they're specifically drawn to sites of injury for healing. And they've been found all over the body, even at C-section incisions, of course, in the postpartum time. And so there's this phenomenon that many structures at the body have been found to regenerate quicker during pregnancy. Autoimmune imbalances stopped. Um, So there's this like fountain of youth quality to pregnancy that is so beautiful. And there's this study that I found there. There's actually so many different studies and things written about this, this time during pregnancy where a woman is, um, in this like altered heightened state of health and repair. So there's this one study where, um, they did it on mice. They noticed that there was a heightened liver regeneration during pregnancy that um, in that case seemed to be due to the increased cell growth. So compared with the mice that were not pregnant, um, the pregnant mice had regenerated their liver um, like double the amount. So they had... um, increased cell growth during pregnancy and different pathways were open during pregnancy that improved recovery and um, just overall regeneration and repair. And so this is seen in so many different areas of the body. And then another aspect of physical repair that I've seen in the postpartum time a lot from women is that pelvic organs of course, you know, with the opening uh, during birth, 
the pelvic organs have to come back together again um, and, and reshift and realign. So there's this opportunity in the postpartum time for that to happen. And I've witnessed that in myself, having a retroverted uterus that did more come back to center after. And I've seen it in other women as well. And, you know, where else do we have such a situation where the pelvic organs are going to shift so dramatically um, after after the uterus enlarges so much and then comes back together into a normal size again or a non-pregnant size again? And just to speak on a couple of more things that I have seen uh, with women after birth as far as physical changes that are uh, something that we might get excited by is that pretty much every mother I've talked to, unless she had, um, you know, something like endometriosis, she, women have noticed that their cycles have just gotten so much more easeful. Um, I've spoken to so many women where, you know, before we became a mother, we might've had some cycles that were uncomfortable or painful. Um, and then now I'll speak for myself. Um, I can't even tell when, when my bleeding time is coming on because, it, it's just there's no physical indication like there was before that it would be coming on other than the fact that I track my cycle and I kind of know generally what day it will be. Um, but there's no cramping, no mood changes. The entire thing is just so easeful. And I think that's one of the more commonly reported benefits that that mothers do experience after birth. It's, and I'm not really sure the physiological reason why that happens. I, I kind of get the sense that there's just this really great cleansing that happens of the uterine lining. I don't know. Maybe there's more written about this and studied about this, but I, I just haven't come across that information. Um, something that I didn't even know was possible was that I, I guess maybe I didn't know it was possible, but I didn't really think about it. But after I gave birth, I had so much pleasure in my pelvic area. It was crazy. Like right after birth, the couple of days after birth, I had so much pleasure and desire. Um, it has almost felt like a permanent shifting of pelvic nerves. So if you've read the book Vagina by Naomi Wolf, uh, she talks about pelvic nerves and pelvic nerve arrangement in the yoni, the pelvic area, and how every woman has a unique pelvic nerve arrangement that innervates different parts of the pelvic area. So, you know, each woman has a unique response to pleasure, um, different areas that are pleasurable for her. Uh, but she didn't mention in the book that there's that there could be the possibility of a shifting of nerves and a shifting of pleasure um, through birth. And it makes so much sense to me if, if I think about it. Um, but that was one of the most 
amazing aspects of birth is that it did that for me. And I've also heard this from other women as well when I've shared this, that they do feel like after birth, they've had so much more awakening of pleasure and um, just less numbness in general in that area. I think when I have looked up the physical changes in the body, the scientific physical changes in the body during the motherhood continuum, I've come across so much about the female brain, the maternal brain, and how so much shifts in the brain during pregnancy to support maternal behaviors. Um, I call it kind of a shift from made into mother consciousness. So there's so much that has been studied in this area, which I've found it to really only be validating to what I intuitively sense is going on. But there's a lot of the demonstration of these plastic shifts in the brain. Um, So there is this shift of mental focus and attention um, that has to do with like shifts in the brain with hormones. There is this, like I said, a deep mental focus and attention and bonding with their child, this kind of like single-minded focus on how they're feeling, if they're safe, um, what's going on with them. So a woman is meant to feel disoriented and preoccupied with thinking about her newborn when she's separated from them. She's meant to feel instinctive urges to be naked, to be skin to skin, to kiss and hug and love and and smell her baby, which helps support the flow of hormones in her own body. Um, and so a woman's brain changes more quickly and drastically during pregnancy and the postpartum period than at any time of her life. And so the biggest changes in her brain are going to be seen in the first two years after birth, but there are also changes that are just going to be lasting forever. And this is this evolution into a mother's state of consciousness. Um, So it's often what feels like portrayed in a negative way. So you've probably heard of something called like mommy brain where mothers are seen as forgetful. But what is actually happening is a rewiring and a reprioritization from and and, sif- and sifting really from the unimportant to the important. She knows that taking care of her baby is important, um, remembering other things in her life are just not so important. So there's this pruning of information in the brain that doesn't matter this reallocation of resources and attention to other parts of the brain that more have to do with emotional intelligence um, and mother-baby bonding than like a more detail-oriented nature. So memory is improved, learning abilities are improved, the brain is at its most adaptable, um, it reorganizes itself, it forms new neural connections. It, it is just 
this time, this powerful time to make these big shifts and changes in the brain to heal lifelong intergenerational patterns and traumas through this power of love. Um, so I really see these first two years after birth to be such a crucial time that we can utilize to heal from our deepest wounds, to um, support coming into our wise primal mother blueprint. This is really a gift. Um, and so all of these hormones prolactin, oxytocin, estrogen, progesterone, they play this key role in shaping or activating the maternal brain. There is an uptake in oxytocin receptors. There is an overall just extensive structural and functional remodeling of a woman's brain during and after pregnancy. Um, so I also want to say just on this physical piece of regeneration, it's not just the, I think pregnancy is obviously the, the most potent, important, biggest time for regeneration, but I do see it as encoded within the blueprint of the female system. So, you know, we have a womb, we have, um, a uterine lining, the endometrium that has the cyclical nature as well. It sheds, it repairs, it regenerates every month. This is our blueprint. So it's something to tap into every single month. The, our menstrual blood is rich with stem cells. The uterine lining repairs without scarring. Most adult human tissues don't regenerate naturally after damage in the way that our bodies do, um, the endometrium does. It's, it's truly magical and highly unique to women's bodies. So there's so much to say on this physical piece of regeneration and adaptability in a physical sense. You know, you have the brain changes, you have the hormonal changes, Um, oh, you know what? I guess I didn't touch on the hormones too much, but basically hormones are these sacred, important messengers that run throughout our body. They change our consciousness. They shift our physical form. And there are a few very distinct changes that happen in motherhood with our hormones. So, you know, um, that, that support all the changes that we're going through. So there's, there's so much to say about the physiology of hormones and what happens during pregnancy. Um, but in the postpartum time, estrogen and progesterone will decrease very quickly, um, as there is an escalation of prolactin, for milk production and then oxytocin, which supports breastfeeding and mama baby bonding and love. Sometime around six months postpartum, estrogen and progesterone levels mostly return to the pre-pregnancy levels. And a lot of women do see a return of their cycle at this time. Um, The hormone relaxin 
the presence of that uh, affects the connective tissue in the body, the tendons and the ligaments. So generally they take around a year and a half to two years to actually return to their pre-pregnancy length and strength. And then there's another shift around the one year mark as well. Um, And of course, this is kind of in this guideline of women who continue to nurse. For women that don't nurse or they stop, you know, before two years, the hormone shifting will look greatly different than the women who continue to produce milk. Um, But the presence of all of these hormones, the shifting, the levels of them greatly affect our bodies and our moods. And are just a key foundational component to understanding the changes that are going on in our bodies and our psyches and our brains and our our souls, really. And it's quite a complex science, but that's kind of just a very brief, um, a brief overview of that. So you have the physical changes, you have the hormones, you have uh, the brain changes. Um, there's so much that happens in the postpartum time. There's so much potential for healing, for regeneration, for more pleasure. I actually had, um, I didn't have, I guess you could call this a birth injury. I had internal vaginal pain that lasted for about six to eight months. It was quite a while and I can't tell you what exactly the cause was or or why it was like that. But after about six months, I decided that it wasn't probably going to go away naturally. And so I brought in my self-care practices. I brought in um, yoni steaming, pelvic steaming. I brought in internal massage with, uh, with castor oil, with CBD oil blend, um, and I talk about these practices in my book. So I deepen my embodiment, my consciousness, my self-care practices. And after a couple of months, it actually was healed. And, um, and then I felt better than ever. So I want to get now into the energetic aspects of of, of regeneration, the energetic openings that take place that give us the potential for renewal on all levels. So pregnancy and birth create these huge changes to the energetic pathways and centers of our bodies. If they were closed, the lower energy centers, the chakra centers were absolutely blown open during birth. Um, And I see this to some extent true for women who have had a surgical birth as well. Um, And they tend to stay open for quite some time. And so this is where these like birth portal closing ceremonies and meditations can come in a few months after birth. And I have seen women who their lower centers were very much energetically open for, for years after birth. Um, and I see it as very important that we do kind of like seal up those areas after a time so that we're not susceptible to a lot of different, um, boundary violations and energetic issues. Um, 
and, and leaking of energy. So I see during the birth process, all the chakras open from the crown where a woman travels to the cosmos to retrieve her baby to the third eye where she channels her powerful intuition through down through the voice as she becomes the animal um, down to the heart where it is her guiding north star inspiring her to sacrifice everything for her child Um, i see the heart center opening and forming an energetic cord to her baby that I don't think ever goes away and I don't think we want it to then down to the solar plexus where she awakens her power as mother and transmits um, real physical exertion for this process Uh, then down to the lower sexual and creative centers where she physically flows and opens to the birth portal energy um so this is where I see that after a surgical birth, cesarean, her sacral center is most open instead of her root, which tends to hold a more blocked energy. And then, of course, during a vaginal birth, the root is absolutely opened and expanded in the, the deepest way that we will know in this lifetime. So there's all these ways that our energetic centers open during the the birth process. So if a woman has not lived life embodied in her lower half, birth has the potential to awaken this. It's an opportunity for expansion. Um, This is a space that we can access our power through our voice. It is a wellspring of creative energy and birth only serves to connect to this energy in deeper ways than we have ever um, than we have ever felt before really so it's kind of like it's interesting because the postpartum time so often tests us as women um, with implementing boundaries right um, we have these incredibly open centers right after birth And with it come the need for loving, strong, and graceful boundary implementations to protect our our sacred time, to protect our babies, to protect our own slowness. So with these openings, with this, this expansion, come the opportunity for for rewriting stories, for renewal for renegotiation for awakening consciousness to what is there and then coming back together into our bodies um, as the women that we want to be as the mothers that we want to be so I kind of see the these energetic openings as deeply related to the spiritual openings that happen as well they're they're completely entwined Um, because birth is a deeply spiritual cosmic experience and so much of this takes a lot of years to unfold and to realize and to see and to uncover new layers Um, this is an initiatory process 
all of it. And there's an opportunity for renewal at all aspects. So we, I really feel like we can emerge from the experience uh, better than before. We can emerge with more access to our power and our voice. I think with a powerful, undisturbed, instinctual birth, we can heal instinct injury. We can instantly release shame and self-doubt. We can heal lifelong chronic conditions. We can awaken deep stores of pleasure in the body. We can come into our, our true power. And so these are just some of the possibilities of a powerful birth and a supported postpartum. We can't forget the postpartum time because a lot of um, a lot of fractures happen at that junction as well. It's a very vulnerable time. And if we, we can have a powerful birth and it can get completely derailed if we are not supported in the postpartum time and form a deep wounding for us. Um, but in general, the nature of the pregnancy birth mothering continuum is that there is a huge amount of plasticity and opening and adaptability going on. Um, these are such primal states that new stories and realities can be re-imprinted quite rapidly. And I think that's the key there is that, um, it's, it's this magical time where a lot can just be instantly re-imprinted. And that's been my experience. It's been the experience of other women I've walked through and maybe it's been yours as well. Um, so there's these, there's these energetic aspects to it and then a real physical one. Uh, real physical aspects as well. And the immediate postpartum time is this liminal space where great change is possible. And I think I know all women will change regardless of the type of birth they have. Um, But there is more possibility when the human blueprint, when the female blueprint is supported of a undisturbed instinctual birth, the, you know, her having her village with her in the postpartum time, being supported, being restful, being, um, you know, eating nourishing foods. And so I see that rest and community nurturance in the postpartum creates lifelong health and well-being. She will then be imprinted with the matrix of love instead of lack. And so I feel like these are just such important um, like conversations and talking points and ideas to seed into women um, because most of us don't even know of these possibilities. It can truly be this, this deep bomb and guiding light to the misogynistic idea in our culture that birth will, will ruin us because it can absolutely be the opposite. Um, And I think there is no promise of elevation. There's only the opportunity and the calling to do so, but there is always the promise of transformation. So those are a lot of the key aspects that I see of the ways in which motherhood changes us, um, in a physical level. And then just some aspects of the more energetic, uh, ways. I think I would, I think I'm going to speak more in a different episode on 
how mothering in general changes us as women, how it expands us, how it matures us and evolves us through the process of mothering. I think this episode is more focused on kind of like the physiological changes of pregnancy and, and birth and, and nursing. And it's all valuable. It's all information that we need to know and digest and feel into in our own lives and to understand um, that this is our birthright and it is a great gift for us as women and it's a great opportunity for re-imprinting. And we are truly made for it. And, you know, it's so interesting. I think, I think it will take me many years to fully understand all of the changes that have, that I've undergone from just mothering one child and, um, going through pregnancy, uh, one full-term pregnancy and then, uh, two pregnancy losses and how that has rewoven me. Um, because it's a constantly evolving process and, you know, if I'm blessed to carry another child, there will be more growth and more changes and more alchemy happening. So I think that's, that's all I want to share right now on the regenerative nature of pregnancy and the kind of evolutionary potential of what we have to look forward to and and move through in this rite of passage in these modern times without guides and you know really with just our bodies as guides and so just adding another voice and and different elements to this conversation so we can truly appreciate and and unpack what we've gone through and what we will go through uh, at least at least a starting point so Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.